Greetings and welcome to another episode of Stolen Droids Podcast. I am Zoner and... I'm Marley. And we are here <laughs> with a very special guest. It's just the three of us, but we have Yay! Craig Price joining us. Now, Craig, you've got your hands in a lot of different stuff here. So I'm going to let you take a minute and just kind of tell people who you are. Well, uh, I want to say I think the main reason I'm here is because I've just joined the Stolen Droids Network because up until... I joined. You guys never even heard of me. So, so um, I, so that's like, Hey, who is this guy? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. It's really great to hear, to hear you guys. So yeah, uh, I have joined the stolen droid network and starting May 3rd, we're going to do the Monday morning memory wipe, which is going to be a recap of the week that was. So that way you can delete all the other stuff you heard the week before, because it's useless. We'll only get the important stuff on the memory wipe. Um, but yep. I also do the cast off, which starts April 16th, I guess April 13th next week. And that is my game show that we've been doing for about two seasons since the shutdown, where we take some of your favorite movies and recast them with your favorite actors for, for points. And then I also do Matinee Heroes, which is my long running movie review podcast with Alan Cerny that we've been doing for a long time, where we talk about heroic cinema. So I, I think I got everything that I'm doing um, besides my actual job. <laughs> nice. well, thank you. Very good. And, and I'm going to say uh, we have heard of you before. Yeah, uh, it's okay. That's, that's, that's no one has. None. That's okay. I, I'm, I'm not aware <laughs> of how non-famous I am. It doesn't hurt my feelings. It's okay. But now your uh, your cast off series. I mean, that's one uh, fans of the shows here will probably remember Tracy and Jake talking about them repeated talking about it repeatedly mm-hmm. uh, because they've been on Jake's been on a few times now hasn't he yes because what we've been doing is the first season was kind of a mix where we had just regular you know regular matches one shots no big deal we had about eight episodes of those and then we took the eight winners and did a tournament then oh, okay. on season and then on season two we just started from scratch with 16 people as a tournament and just did it Mm-hmm. Um, where this season, season three, we've upped the video quality, we've upped the special effects, and we've gotten rid of the tournaments so we can do one shots and whatever we want. We don't have to worry about repeating people. We can do special events. And we're actually going to be doing two uh, special movies that make us Utah Remote Con episodes during Rocon in May. So nice. Very cool. That is very exciting. Yeah. Nice little plug there for Utah Remote Con 2 coming up here in the next uh, few months. It's going to be uh, bigger, better, and remoter. Uh, (laughs) Yes. It's going to be more isolated. (laughs) Yes. You know, never in a million years did I think, A, that we would ever put on a convention, and B, that we would have enough people actually attend the convention in a virtual environment to demand a second convention. So thank you to everybody who, who helped make that awesome because it, it truly is. I'm and, and those dates are going to be just for people to know May 10th through the 22nd. Uh, and it's apparently it's, you guys don't fool around every night for two weeks. Yes. <laughs> That's the rumors. That's what I've been told as well. And there's just so many, there's so many great, like, panel ideas that we all have and we just want to we want to do them all <laughs> yeah uh, i'll be moderating a couple i'll be guesting on a couple and uh, i'll be watching a whole bunch so yeah I, i'm looking forward to it as well but yeah two weeks that's you guys are not fooling around 
or we are and we just don't know any better. That's that's the thing. But no, it's going to be awesome. And we're definitely looking forward to having you there. But I wanted to have you with us tonight, Craig, because uh, mainly of of your movie background, I should say. Uh, I, I don't I don't necessarily want to say, um, you know, your movie experience or whatever, but your movie background where I mean, you know, a lot about movies, you know, a lot about this stuff. And we're I thought you were referring off. to the time I was an extra on Jumanji. So that that's my only real movie experience. I was Which an extra. Jumanji? The original Jumanji. Ooh. Good one. Yes. I was in the scene where they're running down the street and the elephant uh, runs on top of the car. Oh, nice. Yes. And I got I'm to watch Robin to... Williams. So that was a dream come true. Oh, I that's bet. amazing. I bet. Yeah. My only acting credit is oh. is an extra in Sharknado 4. Yeah. So well, I mean, a rhino's butt covers most of me up, so you, you can't see me. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, Marley, that was real. Um, Colin and I were both in there, and you okay. can't see us. Okay, it's embarrassing. Well, I don't believe you, but okay. Who would lie about that, though? <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> why would anybody lie about that? Because no I'm one's sure going to try to look it up and and corroborate. That's your story because no like one the, cares about Sharknado. <laughs> nobody cares about Sharknado. Just, just crazy. And there's four of them? I thought there was two. Oh, I think they've got more than that. Now. Yeah, oh, I think there's more than four as well. It's just, uh, I've never seen I haven't seen any of them. But yeah, that's like lying about that is like the time that my brother called me up and after I'd been trying to get in touch with him for a couple of weeks and said, sorry, I lost my phone. I was at a party at Vanilla Ice's house down in Miami and it fell out of my pocket in, in his couch. And my first thought was, you're a liar. But then I thought, why would you lie about being with Vanilla Ice? I mean, this was not like 1992 when Vanilla Ice was popular. Like two he years had, ago, right? Yeah, he had become a huge punchline at this point. <laughs> okay. So, okay. But anyways, we digress. Uh, <laughs> we want to t- kick off our Animation April by discussing probably one of the most influential animated films in many of our lives. And that's Beauty and the Beast. Uh came out in 1991 from Walt Disney Studios. And I still remember sitting in the movie theater watching that. It was at the Queen Theater in Bountiful. And and Marley's excited because she lives at the Queen Theater. I live at the theater. (laughs) She lives under the stairs at the theater. It had the most nasty seats and the most terrible floor. You would walk in and you'd almost need to take an extra pair of shoes because there was no guarantee that. Is that they is that the one behind the, the, the? Is that the one that was behind the shop, Co? No, it it was where the. I think there's a KFC there now, on the corner. No, uh, I, I'm actually. This is rare that I'm actually talking to Utah people. In, in, I was at that. I've been at that theater. No. it was it was old and it was nasty, but it Ooh. was awesome to go watch movies at. I saw okay. so many movies there. But I remember sitting there and watching Beauty and the Beast and thinking, man, this is a really good movie. Disney has Disney has has done a good job with this. And that was 30 years ago, which makes me think I'm old. old. Yeah, I'm old. I mean, that was the year I was born. If that helps you feel even older. (laughs) 
Because I didn't, I mean, I didn't see Beauty and the Beast, obviously, when it came out. It had to have been a few years after that. But I do remember, like, when I was pretty young, like, my mom let me and my sister watch a ton of those Disney princess movies. And Beauty and the Beast was the one that stood out to me. Like, that, that one was my favorite. Why was it your favorite? What was it that you liked so much about it, Marley? Because Belle was my princess. She was the, she was, she had brown hair. I mean, that's essentially it. <laughs> that's, that's how you identify them. It's not by personality or any other traits. So true. You know, because like Cinderella is blonde, Sleeping Beauty is blonde, you know, and it's just, it's just, that's just kind of how it was like growing up. Like my blonde friend, she, like, it was just a given. Like she was Cinderella and I was Belle when we would, you know, play and do dress up and stuff. But I also just really, I just really like the, this, um, I know the story is not really, you know, obviously it's not true to the original fairy tale, but I think they do an, a, a good job. You know, Disney does a, a good job in, with what they had and can do. <laughs> um, and of course the music was fantastic, but I don't know. I think it was just, it was just Belle. She was pretty and she had this beautiful yellow dress and she likes books and yeah. Yeah. It's very simple. She's the nerd queen. <laughs> yeah. She really is. You know, it's interesting because, you know, Beauty and the Beast, the first, I was doing some research into this. The first ever recorded version of the story was from 1550. I had no idea that the story was that old. But then it was later published in 1756. And I guess that's the version that became famous. But, you know, you look at some of these or some of the source material like Pinocchio or or some of the original stories that these other Disney films are based on. And there's a whole lot of darkness going on there. And Disney tends to take a lot of that darkness away. I'd be very interested to see what a, a version of Beauty and the Beast from 1600 was like. Well, it had to be that far back because... At no point would a father give his daughter away to some weird creature just to escape. I mean, <laughs> you did that back then because then you could have, you, you know, you could just get more daughters. But nowadays that would not be. But also all of those are really dark because they were supposed to be told as lessons. Yes. So they were there to teach kids not to go in the woods by themselves. because That's why Little Red Riding Hood is going to get eaten by the wolf or mm-hmm. not to judge people. Uh, in different ways, every single one had a lesson. A lot of them had to do with bad things. And so yeah. that's why it's, you know, Disney does Disneyfy them and make them much more palatable and more happy than their origins, but also public domain, baby. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, you know, they, they are cautionary tales. And I think it's a lot easier for us now to deal with the Disneyfied version than the original. I know my 11-year-old just read Pinocchio, the original Ugh. story. And he's like, oh, this is terrible, Dad. Yeah. I, I, I can't read this. I, the movie is so much better. It's like, of course it is, because it's a cartoon. And yeah, a lot of those originals. Disney and Yeah, there a lot of those originals are scary. Like the real story of like Cinderella. I mean, obviously not real, it's a fairy tale. But like is it? it's brutal. It is brutal. Like to like when the when they took this the glass slipper around to the the townspeople to have all the women try it on, if there were a couple of women, I think it was actually Cinderella's stepsisters, they couldn't fit their feet in there, obviously, because it 
we know it's not the right fit. They cut their toes off. Yeah. To fit in there. Yeah. 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 As you do. Yeah. Well, and, and the lesson to be learned there is, uh, don't Don't lie about your shoe size. (laughs) So, you know, I kind of back to beauty and the beast. It also reminds me or not reminds me because it's like very, very, very similar, but there's this book. It's kind of a young adult fiction. It's called East and it's by Edith Pateau. Um, it's not a very well known book, but it has a very, very similar plot you know, where the daughter has to go away and live with a beast. I mean, in this case, it's a bear and like this bear has a curse on him and he's really like this, he's a man and like all these, like just like kind of very similar, um, similar things. But there's been a lot of different like adaptations of this original fairy tale. And I mean, for goodness sakes, we could probably even talk about V for Vendetta because that whole like Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome Thing that's going on that has we have seen that in a lot of different media <laughs> yeah well i always said that because i'll be honest i didn't see beauty and the beast until i was a lot older because this came out when i was just becoming a senior in high school and so you know it's disney you, you don't Mer- go little, see those no I, little mermaid and beauty and the beast <laughs> that's not my bad i did go see aladdin but i mean i didn't know but the other things were just yeah disney princesses they i'm too old for that stuff yeah. and i had a younger old, sister that's why i went yeah well so. i didn't really think about it until you know i met my wife in the early 2000s and now i've seen almost every version that's come out not only with the two movie versions but i've also seen the off broad i mean the the traveling broadway version of it Oh, um, yes. Yeah. So I, I love I, those I'm definitely familiar songs. with it. <laughs> and it's, it, it's really good music, but Alan Menken really knows what he's doing. So it's yeah, not like yeah. it's a shock. That's, that's the other thing that Disney does is Disney really d- brings out the quality, even if it's not like Robbie Benson does a great job doing voice work, even though he's not the permanent movie actor. They just find yeah. the most quality people. They've kind of now, ever since Robin Williams, they kind of do try to get a name in there. But usually that name is still really good. Um, yeah. It's not just a stunt. Well, and, you know, it's interesting because you look at some of the names that are in this. I mean, you got what Paige O'Hara and Robbie Benson as, as the two main. But then you've got Angela Lansbury, who yeah. at the time, I mean, she was what, like 85 or something then? She's no, no, like, she's, she's still alive. So I know, she's, but isn't she like 120 now or something? <laughs> yeah, she's the oldest living person in the world. No, she was probably, in Murder, She Wrote, she was probably in her late 50s, maybe yeah. early 60s. Yeah, she was uh, probably in her 60s when this came out. And Jerry Orbach. Now. Jerry Orbach. A lot of people know him as, as Baby's dad in Dirty Dancing. Or oh, in no, more people Law know him from Law & Order. Dun, dun. Yeah, because he was on Law & Order forever. Yeah, he was. But yeah, uh, you know, it's funny because I look at that and David Ogden Steers, Steers, Steers? Yeah, from MASH. Uh, from MASH, uh, he was Cogsworth. I mean, they had some very talented actors doing these voices. But I remember as a kid watching this and thinking, oh, man, this is really cool. But then as an adult and I learn who actually did the voices, you know, like Angela Lansbury, I did, be, or I knew because she's Angela Lansbury. but. You know, I mean, these other guys, I had no idea until I was older. You and mean Angela Lansbury, the serial killer of Cabot Cove? Yes. Yes. She's every week someone would die near near her wherever she went. And yeah. I the, the theory is that she's the killer. 
Yeah, which makes perfect sense. And you know, we've got, <laughs> we've got, uh, Ben, who's one of our, one of our soul androids guys. He's a, he's a big murder shiro fan. So we yeah, may Tom have Bosley to. Tom Bosley was her, her, was her accomplice. Yeah. He we may the, have to do a murder shiro episode. Yeah. I need to like, I need to go back and watch these because I definitely have not. But I mean, I know, I know of Angela Lansbury. I think, was she in Gaslight? Did you guys see that movie? She could have been. Right. I know she was the Manchurian candidate from way back when. Because, like, um, I'm trying to remember, but, I mean, it, yeah, I'm going to look it up. Cause everybody, I'm I was like, everybody slowly looks over to the Google. Over <laughs> it was an again. old movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, no. I mean, oh, wait, yes. Yeah, Angela Lansbury was she in was? it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, oh she was? Oh, my gosh, that movie came forever. out in 1944? Yep. Dang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I remember like I that said, one. She though. was old. Well, she wasn't old in gas. <laughs> <laughs> she was probably twenty-two or twenty. She was, she was the ingenue. She was eighteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. she's only eighteen years older than my dad. So my dad is. Uh, so she's eighty-five or no, she's uh, ninety-five. Oh my! I think goodness. she's still with us though. Yeah, I believe yeah, she is. Yeah, but her voice is very distinct. Like cause is. I, I remember watching Gaslight with some neighbors. I mean, it was sometime when I was a teenager. And like, I remember like hearing her voice and I'm like, Hey guys, that's Mrs. Potts. <laughs> and we're all like, yeah, yeah. I think it's awesome. And you know, they've got an awesome villain here with Gaston. I, I really think he is just a great He's villain. Great. More and, relevant today than he was back then because I think so. this. Much more egotistical, self-absorbed yes. narcissist. You know he's got a gram somewhere, and you know that he's TikToking <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. But you know, it's interesting because uh, my favorite villains, and you know, this holds true for comic books or or movies or anything, is the guy who doesn't know he's the villain. He thinks he's the good guy, and I see a lot of that in Gaston. Yeah, he's kind of a dick and everything to people, and he recognizes that, I believe, but he. Th- He's so entitled that he doesn't really put two and two together that, hey, I'm the bad guy in this story. And guys like that, I always love as the villain. Um, Let's not let the whole town off the hook because the whole town is kind of just full of jerks. I mean, they really are. The opening song is "How Weird Is This Girl Who Reads." That's they all jump. Crazy. They all jump on it. It's not just Gaston. In fact, Gaston is the one that's like, "What? Well, she's fine. I want. I want to marry her, so she's okay." You know, yeah, like he's the he's last just, one. Yeah, the, they're, they're singing about how odd she is up until Gaston. So they've got like three minutes of how crazy and weird this girl who reads and is pretty, but she's pretty, but she reads. That's stupid, and. <laughs> she wants to find a better life and it's like why would you want to do that i'm gonna make bread you know <laughs> and then gaston craps on everything yeah yeah so the that, whole, that thing, is I, the whole town is wrong they it's, really are and they're and the true villain of the story they are so quick to society just jump on to just jump on the mob mentality and and go storm that castle yeah, so. society is the problem that's the big problem they are the ones the patriarchy. That's what's going on. This whole thing is about the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I do love Gaston, though. I think, like, even though he is, like, I mean, he's he's the bad guy of the movie, obviously. I mean, when I was little, I remember having a crush on him. Like, he was a he's a dreamy hunk, and he could and, sing. And, and you're he not the only eats, and he eats three that. dozen eggs every morning. <laughs> 
he'll die of a heart attack by the time he's 50. <laughs> that is a lot of cholesterol. <laughs> There's oh, a lot of cholesterol. He's eating more after he got, when he was a boy, he had a bunch. And then when he yeah. got older, he's had more. So, <laughs> But he can spit like a champ. I mean, mm-hmm. just, and that's what women really want. Champion really spitters. It really and it is. actually made me love him even more after hearing the Broadway songs, because there's like an extra song in there called, I think it's called me or something like that. It's almost like he has like a mirror in front of his face and he's just singing to himself about himself. And I just, I, I just find that so entertaining. <laughs> just an ultimate narcissist. Me. <laughs> oh yeah. He's, he's only in love with himself. He really doesn't love Belle. He doesn't. <laughs> he no, only wants her because she's pretty. Himself. Yeah. yeah. He thinks that she's, she's the best. I mean, he says it, she's the best and don't I deserve the best. She's um, an accessory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, she is exactly. a really sharp tie. And she's like, I am more than that. <laughs> I am a smart girl. I'm not just pretty. I am smart. <laughs> I read. Yes, but that makes her weird. <laughs> odd. Makes her odd. Odd. Yes, odd. Now, we mentioned the music here. Beauty and the Beast had three songs that were nominated for best music or best song in a at an Academy Award. Best original song. Best original yeah. song at the Academy yeah. Awards. Yeah. Wow. That did not Taylor's come out very eloquently. Yep. Uh, Be Our Guest, which every restaurant and hotel has used ever since. Yes. Um, it, yes. And that's great because people forget because Jerry Orbach is this kind of mafioso looking New Yorker guy that's on Law & Order really t- has always been a really talented Broadway mm-hmm. singer, dancer, actor. Uh, it's like Christopher Walken. People forget that he is a unbelievably talented dancer. Oh, yes, and, he is. And that's where he got his start. So it's really fun to see when you find out who the actual people are behind going, Jerry Orbach, he can sing. Yes, he can. He can sing like nobody's business. Yeah, and that threw me when I learned that. Uh, but yeah, and it was also the first animated movie ever nominated for Best Picture Oscar. Really? Uh, it and was. I, and if I'm right, I think this is the first one that had a major computer animated sequence. Um, the ballroom. It did. The ballroom scene. It had, it had the 2D animation with, with, uh, Belle and the Beast dancing. And then whatever ancillary characters popped up from time to time, Mrs. Potts and Chip or whatnot. But the whole background, the whole ballroom was all 3D computer generated, which, you know, in 1991, that's revolutionary. That is. Yeah, Jurassic Park's still a a year or two away um, with all their stuff. I think they also used it a little bit because I was watching it today. And when they do be our guest, there's a like a very delicate chandelier behind them mm-hmm. and the way it's moving I, I i appreciate disney artists but the way it was moving was so good that i don't think it was drawn i think a computer just kind of spun it yeah which I which now so. is no big deal but yeah. back then was massive oh yeah, wow that, yeah that was huge that was huge and you know you talk about the disney artists it took 600 of them to make that four years drawing what? and painting the animations Yep. And, and they all live under Disneyland in a in a cell by themselves. It's just one and, big yeah, throw down. Wonder wet- why everything <laughs> is shifted to computers. Although yeah. I love the hand drawn animation. I the, the computer animation is fine, but I love this hand drawn stuff. And you know, this really was one of the three that helped bring about Disney's resurgence with 
uh, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, and, and Beauty and the Beast. And not only is it the music and the story, I think the music plays a huge part in that. But I think the animation is just fantastic. Well, I think they, I, they was, they it originally wasn't going to be a musical. And I can't remember who was in charge of Disney at the time, but he's like, we're going to make it like the little mermaid. The little mermaid mm-hmm. made big money because it was, um, it had a lot of good songs in it. So we're making it a musical. Um, yeah. cause they, they, they've been trying, Disney's been trying to make Beauty and the Beast for like 40 years. Um, yeah. And, Walt wanted to do that one back in like, 1960 or something. Yeah, it's just uh, for some reason they couldn't oh. get the story down. I, I don't know why, because it's, I mean, it's a tale as old as time. You'd think they had it down. <laughs> you would think, um, yeah, actually it was the 1930s they were looking at doing it. Right. Oh, wow. And then they so. revisited it in the 50s. Yeah. Um, and they just, what for whatever reason, couldn't get it together. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting too, like speaking of music, I thought it was pretty cool how I um, I looked it up. It was in 2002 because they kind of made like a special edition mm-hmm. of the of the film, just kind of like fixed it up a little bit, made it a little bit nicer with some of the newer technology. And they added the Human Again song. And yes. actually, I just read, I didn't know that it was originally written for the 1991 version. Yeah, they um, cut it. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I just thought it was like, oh, here's this other song that we're just going to add, you know, for funsies. And actually, I really like that song. I I have a fun quick story about it. So back in high school, um, I was in choir and we got to go on a choir trip to California and Disneyland and all that fun stuff. And we actually got to go into backstage Disney and record and sing human again as a choir. And I, we sang some other ones. I don't even remember, but I remember singing human again. And that was actually a lot of fun. And then we got to like play it back and like hear it. And and then like, there was a, I know our choir teacher was there obviously, but there was like another director or somebody there who kind of was like, okay, yeah, no, let's try it again. And like, we can kind of fix it up a little bit. And then we like recorded it. It was way fun. And did you do that? Did they have the, this scene playing on like yeah. a big screen and uh-huh. yeah cool. i'm sure i'm sure a lot of people got to do that i don't know i don't know i i, I know choir trips are kind of are pretty popular in disneyland but maybe not i don't know but yeah, at least I, here in utah it is. <laughs> i did it on a band trip uh, and we did we actually did the ballroom scene oh that's yeah. way cool yeah. Yeah. We even got to go like after that, after we did the recording in the backstage area, which also was like one of the first times I saw one of the Disney characters without their face on, like their mask. And he was just Ooh. sitting back there, like taking a smoke break. And all of us were like, Goofy, what are you doing? <laughs> but and he was that, never heard from again. Probably. And then after that, we got to go in to Disneyland and there was like a stage. I can't remember if this was so long ago. Um, but yeah, there's like a stage somewhere in there and we got to sing a bunch of songs and that was really cool. Anyways, that's my, that's my long human again story. <laughs> that That's awesome though. Cause yeah. I, I remember the, the experience I had and I think I was a high school, I think I was a junior uh, maybe a senior. I don't re- remember, but we did that whole backlot thing with the music and did, uh, I think they called it Disney magic music days. 
back in the day. Yeah, it was not called that when and, I was in high school. Well, the marketing was better by the time you came up. Yeah. <laughs> some of us are a little bit older than, than others here, Marley. Um, oh, some of us remember seeing the movie in the theaters. Yeah. As opposed to yeah, being Some of us born. thought we were too old to see it in the theaters because it was a kid. <laughs> That's how old some of us are. Yeah. And, and again, the only reason I actually went and saw that or Beauty and the Beast or Aladdin, because I was of that age as well, Craig. It's because I had a sister that I was 13 years older than. Well, I still do have a sister that I'm 13 years oh. older than. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's she's still my sister. Um, so yeah, she's uh, still with us, and she's still with us. Yes. Oh, good. Uh, you just don't go see movies with her yeah. anymore. No. Well, uh, no, because she's in Utah and I'm in Texas. But uh, yeah, That's I mean, the only reason I, it really is. <laughs> but we we take her to these movies and. Yeah, I I loved it. I loved it. Well, I did go see Aladdin regardless of age because I'm a huge Robin Williams fan. I always have been since Mork from Mork. I was like five years old with Mork oh, from Mork man. suspenders running around, Nanu Nanu, doing all that stuff. So I've historically, I didn't care if it was a little kid's movie or not. I mean, yeah. I even suffered through Fern Gully just to see him do that stupid little bat critter that he was doing. Oh um, yeah, he did do that. So, is dedication. Ra- radio? No, what was his oh, name? I can't remember. Radio? But, well, not radioactive. It was like some weird name like that, though. That was, it was terrible. It was movie. definitely a hint. It was awful, what? but it was it was Avatar before Avatar. Yes, it was not a terrible movie. No, I, I'm going to die on that hill. It's a terrible My movie. My favorite line from that movie is, "You are one bodacious babe." <laughs> uh, it's like the, I can't remember. It's the blonde guy. He says it to the fairy girl. Yeah. I don't remember their names. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> There's a reason for that, Marley. Okay. And it's There's probably a-, a reason why I haven't seen that movie in at least 20 years. So, <laughs> yeah. Now, you mentioned, Marley, how, how Human Again got added. It was originally cut and it got added back in later. There was another sequence that they wanted to include that never got included that I would have loved to have seen. And that's when the prince got turned into the beast. I remember as a kid watching Willow and when the sorceress turns all of the armies into pigs, that traumatized me. (laughs) And so I think that's the first scene where they, when they turned them back into a, from a tiger, right? Is that, am I thinking of Willow or am I thinking of labyrinth? There's a scene where someone gets transformed into a tiger or from a tiger. And that was the first. Willow. Yeah, I don't, now, I don't remember. I don't remember a tiger. In now I don't remember a tiger. Stuff. But yeah, Willow, I mean, she turned in, they turned like an entire army into pigs and just the transformation. I do remember that. Traumatized me. And so I can understand why they wouldn't put that sort of imagery in the movie at that point because you yeah, know, you're going to have little that. kids crapping their pants three minutes into the movie and and parents having to take them out and that's something though that I think would be really kind of fun to see now as an adult but I totally understand why it's not there <laughs> do we see it in the I okay it's been I am right it was in Willow Oh, was it Willow? Okay. yes, yes, because the the sorceress uh, turns uh, people from a goat into an ostrich, a peacock, a tortoise, and a tiger, and some of them were puppets. But they were, I remember the tiger was the first time you saw that computer morphing effect. 
Uh-huh. And so that's where I got that from. But yeah, I just Googled it because I, I hate being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not that it's not that it I hate works. being wrong. It's just that I I feel my brain since COVID has uh, really failed me on a regular daily basis, and I'm I just hate it when I forget things or I misremember stuff because then I'm starting to feel like how how am I going to be when I'm actually like old when I'm like sixty? Because at this rate I'm going to be at home by the time I'm fifty five, and my poor <laughs> wife is going to have to deal with me. So I'm always double checking stuff. Hey, so I'm. I'm hey, right okay. there with you, Craig. <laughs> yeah, I am right there with you. That was Willow in the Tiger. So. Okay. Wow. It's been a while since I've seen that one. It too. was before you were born, so you wouldn't even know. I, I've seen it. I remember well, I know, growing it still up before you were born. <laughs> oh, man. You don't know the fear that that caused, Marley, because you weren't born when that caused fear. Okay, yeah. but I saw the movie, though, when I was still pretty young, and I remembered like not liking that movie. Yeah, but. Don't forget the people who saw the very first train on a film jumped from the screen because they thought the train was going to come out of the screen and run them over. This is like 1902. So now a baby can see a train coming on TV and they don't blink. So it's adjustments. You, you, you're so used to it. It's no big deal to you. Okay. But for us, it, it freaked us out. Okay. I love I love that analogy. That oh my gosh. That's, I love that. Yeah, yeah, Disney has a good does a good job of of freaking kids out, you know, watch her oh, in yeah. the woods still to this day. Fox and the Hound. Anything in the seventies. Yeah. Traumatizing. I mean, just uh, Bambi. I mean, go back Bambi. to the 1940s. Let's, let's just kill moms. I mean, oh yeah. Oh, Disney Yeller. hates parents. They hate, they hate having like a full functional family of a mom and you know, like parents and kids. Like, no, one of them has to be dead. What was the, um, the ones with the two mice that were international the rescuers. Yeah, the rescuers. That is awful. The the plot of that movie is we're going to kidnap a little girl and we're going to throw her down a hole that the water comes in from the tide so she can grab a jewel and if she dies, she dies because apparently it's happened before. That's the plot. Yeah. Kidnapping and mur- child murder. Yeah. Disney. They had yeah. some dark days. That the the seventies and and early eighties were dark times for. Well, Disney Corporation. <laughs> yeah. Hey, even were, into the '90s a little bit. Yeah, with some of those like cartoons. Yeah. Once, like, once yeah. the Mermaid hit, they started. They figured out a formula, and then they hit that formula hard, and they're still kind of riding that formula a little bit. I, I, don't know, I would agree there. Yeah, like Fox and the Hound was very scarring because that was that was so sad. Like yeah, it wasn't, that was like 1980 though, Mark. Was yeah. that? I thought that oh, was yeah. in the '90s. No. no, you saw it in the '90s. Oh. <laughs> Oh. I saw it at the movie theater. I did see that in the movie theater because I saw oh Robin Hood when he was a, a the Fox and the Hound guy, who you know, with the Roger Miller songs and things like that. Yes. So yeah, we're the best of friends. Yeah, I remember going to see him. I saw Fox and the Hound. At, I think at the time there was only like two movie theaters in Burley, maybe just one in Burley, Idaho, and I saw it in one of those. Has that I, changed? <laughs> I don't know. Probably somewhat, but I don't know. But yeah, it was a theater there, like just right off Main Street. And I think it's off Main Street. There was like a Chinese restaurant around the corner. I, I remember this very vividly. Uh, and I remember uh, just absolutely loving that movie. And then as, an, as I got older, realizing that that really wasn't Disney's best work. 
Oh no, no, it, it really wasn't. They they have come a long way. They they had come, they had fallen a long way, and they've since come a long way since then again. So I don't know what are the Beauty and the Beast. I mean, this is just one of those things that I think is going to be around forever. We've had the live action remake with Emma Watson, which in a lot of ways feels like an almost shot for shot remake of the movie. But yeah, I mean, it I was, it was very similar. I, I can't stand it. I love, you didn't like it? I did not like it. I oh. love the animated version and I watched the live version and I think this is, this is a ripoff. Disney's, <laughs> Disney plagiarized themselves. Well, they're doing that with all of their stuff because most of they're just they trying really to make are. sure the copyright doesn't get lost. Yeah. Um, so a lot of these former animated movies that are now going to be live action are really just doing it so they still have, you know, because Mickey Mouse is almost ready to go in public domain or is, is in yeah. the public. So they're He's protecting close. their brand. Yeah. It's close. Um, but if you really want to have fun with that movie, see the behind the scenes with the getup that Dan Stevens had to wear to be the beast. He's wearing the green screen. Extra stuff. Oh, it's, I have it's, seen. It's hilarious because you have to give him an immense amount of credit because to be to wear all that stuff. He's like on stilts. He's got this extra thing. He looks like an idiot. And to sing and to interact and act and still do a great job. I mean, as far as acting goes, technique wise, he's fantastic. And he, he deserves some credit for that. Emma Watson just had to show up and be Emma Watson. Yeah. yeah but, but she also had to deal with him looking like that. That's true. Not don't <laughs> laugh at your coworkers. I, I mean, we all yeah. have to deal with that. Uh, oh yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that, that movie. Um, I think I've only actually seen it once when it came out in theaters. Like, but I remember I liked it and like, I thought they did a good job. I don't know. I, I think though, if I were to go back and watch a Beauty and the Beast movie, it'd be the animated one. Oh, for sure. For but sure. I, but and I still enjoyed it. Like, I still think like Emma Watson and, um, what was his name again? Dan, Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. Yeah. I think they did a good job. Yeah. And there are, there are some bright, bright spots in that you know i i think what's his name luke evans would, oh, yeah. did a great gaston. job as gaston yeah that's and, right and um not olaf olaf not, oh, oh just, <laughs> i don't like i'm not a josh gad fan really no oh well i think he's fun as um lefou lefou i thought you know he's lefou he did what he had to do but I mean, there was nothing. Is really... that a song that we missed? It sounds like he, it should be. He's left foo. Had to do what he had to do. <laughs> but then, I don't. Yeah, I mean, there was nothing really remarkable about his performance. But he didn't go in and completely screw it up. I don't think. No, he did a copy of the. I just saw it today. He yeah. did a copy of what the guy's doing in yeah. the in the cartoon. Yeah, um, I mean, I think a, he did play him with a little bit more of a. I'm in love. Uh-huh. With Gaston versus mm. in this one, he was just a uh, you know a sycophantic leech. He's yes. like the, he's like the goofy looking guy who hangs out with the good looking guy because he hopes that some of that good looking guy stuff rubs off on him. Yes, hope to get some of the leftovers at the table. Right, get the crumbs off the table. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and I specified at the table for you know obvious reasons. Uh- <laughs> As far as, I mean, I think that this, this movie is probably one of Disney's best, uh, out of all of them in, since like the 1930s, since Snow White came out. I think this is up there, one of their best. 
where do you guys put it in terms of the the Disney catalog? I mean, it's definitely high up there for me. I I'd say like especially with the Disney princess ones, like my favorites are probably Beauty and the Beast and Tangled. But yeah, Beauty and the Beast like it's just they I mean, they've even had um didn't they have like specials come out where there were like some like Christmas scenes and stuff like, or am I making that up? No, they had, they had a couple direct to video or I think at least one direct to video sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and don't oh, forget yeah. the Disney channel, not the, not Disney yes. plus, but the Disney channel. They, they did a lot of that channel. stuff. That's yes. how True. Aladdin had two sequels, one without Robin and one with Robin. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Aladdin King of Thieves is like one of my most favorite <laughs> Disney movies. <laughs> But anyways, no, Beauty and the Beast, like, yeah, that's just one that's just really nice to go back to and enjoy. And honestly, the thing I, I like, too, about it, um, like, the Disney princesses, I mean, they're very, they're very a part of pop culture. Very and much. just, like, how they're portrayed. And, like, I love seeing um, different, even, like, cosplays at, at fan conventions that um, at, and comic conventions where they'll do, like, a like Jedi's, but Disney princesses, or I don't even know. They just, there's all these like different mashups that people have done. And I, I've had a few ideas to do some, um, before, but it just never panned out with, um, with like my group of friends, but there are so many really cool ones. And like, you can just like look at the, like the group of people and you're like, I know exactly who each of them is. And then even, um, I think it's pretty cool that, one of the biggest ways they portray Belle is like, yeah, she is a nerd. Like what you were saying um, earlier, um, Craig, like she's the queen of the nerds, you know, kind of thing, because they, they kind of take away that stigma of like, Oh, reading is for nerds and like weirdo people. But it's like, no, reading is actually cool. And like, it's a good thing and people like it. And it's, you know, it's more of like something to embrace nowadays. You know, it's yeah. not it's not that weirdo stigma anymore. And especially in the movie, you know, they're like, oh, she's weird. But like we all know the audience knows like, no, she's actually really normal. <laughs> no, she's ex- exceptional. I like her a lot better than most of the Disney princesses because mm-hmm. of that. I yes. mean, like Ariel, her whole thing is she just wants legs so she can make it with the guy. Um, that's, you know, and. I mean, Mulan was pretty cool because she's she's kicking butt and taking names. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the Disney Sleeping Beauty. She's really, I would call her apathetic. She wouldn't really do much for most of the movie. She She talks to animals. Yeah, she talks. They all talk to animals. They all talk Uh, to animals. That's true. (laughs) And Cinderella was like the Harry Potter before Harry Potter, except that she didn't really have any special abilities. She was just really charming. But she had the wicked stepsisters, and they mistreated her. If they could have made her live under the stairs, they would have. So, the, you know, it's so of all the proactive princesses, I think she's my favorite because mm-hmm. she's smart and capable and is doing stuff to help people uh, using her brain, not just because it's beneficial to her or her family. I mean, she's trying to rescue her dad and she's trying to, you know, do things to help this guy, even though this guy's a horrible beast who screams at her. Um, yeah. yeah. So. And he has a great library. So, you know, well, yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> that's a Stockholm syndrome, I think. Yeah. In a little bit there, too. Yes, very much so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, if I had that library, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> no, d- definitely not. That's a, that's a lot of books there. 
That's a lot of books. So, Actually, yeah, I'd be no, like, no TV. Uh, except was, I'd be like, do you have the audio version of these? <laughs> there's, remember, it's, there's no TV, there's no movies, there's nothing to do. So that's what books were. So, yeah. That is true. Yeah, they couldn't just sit down and play Xbox or PlayStation in Marley's no. case. Here's my PlayStation. Zoner, I, come on. I just said PlayStation. Xbox. Oh, I'm just... I got my Xbox. I'm I've been I'm doing my Valhalla where I'm just like murdering everybody. I'm playing Valhalla too. Yeah, do you actually sit and try to like sneak around or you just walk in and I just no. wade in through people. I don't even stop to ask them what the problem is. I just no. kill them. Yeah. No. I'm not, well, part of it's cuz I'm not good at stealth in that game. Like other yeah. games I am, but this game I can't I can't I'm not good at stealth. No, so I just start go to feel in and guilty. kill. I'm really starting to feel guilty cuz I I must be up like 10,000 people I've killed just by walking up to him and I didn't ask a question. It's just because you're an assassin. I didn't even want to sneak around. I'm like, Oh, I could probably jump up there, crouch down, duck under there, grab the loot and get out before being seen. But instead I just walk in and go, Hey guys, whack, 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 whack. And it's starting to affect my soul. I'm having emotional problems because I think I need to stop. Uh, Cause I feel like I might do that to my neighbors because some of them might deserve it. Do you have do you have some of those types of weapons though? Maybe that's no, I don't. I mean, no, I got this big mug. That's about all oh, I got. That's okay. the biggest thing I got. Yeah, maybe maybe take a break and try some stealth <laughs> on the next yeah. mission. Yeah, if they start their motorcycles one more time during a podcast, I'm going to have to jump from from a ledge and RB assassin. So you gotta assassin! Go, you're going to have to go Gaston on them. This is what you're going to have to do. Storm their <laughs> castle. Sure. With your bow and arrow. Oh, my goodness. That'll, uh, that'll be what you do. And, of course, they'll get their wardrobe fighting back at you. So, Because that's the beauty of Disney magic. Well, here's the thing about Disney magic is I didn't realize Mrs. Potts, her human head, is a pot. Because yeah. at, at the end, I'm like, oh, that poor woman. I thought she was turned into a pot, but I feel like... It's still the that same was round. Into a human. Yeah, I feel like the pot was turned into a human, not the other way around. The, the <laughs> one that always confused me was Chip, the little cup, the saucer, mm-hmm. or the teacup. Yeah, mm-hmm. and how he had the chip there, uh, but yet when he was turned back into a little boy, the chip was in his tooth. I fully expected it should be like in his brain yeah, and just maybe have it is. like massive head wounds there. Maybe it's on and, the inside. <laughs> Could be. Maybe Could he has be. some like some uh, uh, you know cognitive problems later on in life because that <laughs> chip is missing. <laughs> oh, no. I think no. that, I think we probably better wrap it up on that note because <laughs> I think I may go to places we don't want to go, and I think that you and I, Craig, are going to feed off each other, which is oh, probably a very bad guys. thing. I'm probably I was a just, very bad thing. But you mentioned it. I was just following up with a logical and, conclusion. Exactly. And that really is really a sweet guy. That is very logical. That may or may not want to kill his neighbors. Anyways. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> listeners, let us know what you think about Beauty and the Beast. Where does it rank in your list of all time Disney animated classics? Is it at the top? Is it at the bottom? Did you like the animated uh, remake that they, or not remake the special edition yeah, that came so. out. Had oh. you seen it? Did you even know it was a special edition? Unlike Marley or like Marley? What? No, I saw the original. 
it wasn't an IMAX. There, IMAX is a kind of new thing. You know, you do know that, right? Yeah. I saw something <laughs> after. No, I'm talking about after. I saw the original, you guys, before no, they fixed I'm, I'm it I'm just up. talking about the whole human again thing because that was added into the special edition version. Yeah. So. Yeah, and uh, let it let us know if you if you saw it in theaters or if you waited till you you know because you weren't even born yet and you watched it as a young child. You waited until you were on the outside. Yes, <laughs> waited until you got out. Had had to kick that amniotic fluid addiction before. Ew. You could. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Sonner, wrap it up. Uh, yeah, no, that's you. You were right. You you should have stopped earlier. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I I know I know myself too well. <laughs> but yeah, let us know. Send us your feedback to feedback at stolendroids.com. It's been a while yes. since I, since I said that. I, for, I forgot what that address was almost like Look. legitimately. Ooh. And I, then, I found the banner. Yeah. Be sure to check yeah. us out on social media as well. And also check out Craig's stuff, Matinee Heroes, also cast, cast off. Yep. The cast off show on Twitter, but it's a, if you, Matinee Heroes presents cast off, so it's good. We have a YouTube channel. Um, as soon as we get enough people, we'll get it customized to say the cast off. But uh, if you go to Matinee Heroes, everything's there. But more importantly, while you're on the Stolen Droids Network in May, start making the Monday morning memory wipe part of your week. And yes. hopefully, uh, Zoner and, and Marley will join me because there's going to be ample opportunities for roundtables and segments from people all across the Stolen Droids Network. Awesome. That, that is something that will definitely have to happen. I know. Uh, we might it, we it might will. need to we might need to get you on cutscenes and cupcakes, especially to talk Ooh. about Valhalla. Uh, <laughs> I like to talk about cupcakes. Um, I, mean, <laughs> I mean we talk about video games and cupcakes. <laughs> sure. But uh, the cupcakes are my jam right now. So <laughs> that COVID fifteen it turned into a twenty and now ah. it's now I have to lose all that weight for Fanex. So I'm familiar, yeah. yes. <laughs> You're not alone. You're not alone. Okay. I'm not alone. I feel like I got two people with me at all times. Oh my God. I'm in my third trimester. I think I'm ready to go. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Well, on that note, uh, listeners, thanks for tuning in. We'll yeah. catch you next time. Be good to each other. Bye. Thanks, This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.